You are listening to Let's Go, the weekly LMA podcast about weekly LMA from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. There's no Niall. He's oh. on holiday. But it is me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering the anime that aired the week of the 9th. No, that can't be right. That's, that can't be right at all. The 15th to the 21st. I think that's mm. more accurate. Uh, I think it was the 8th to the 14th last time. And for some reason, I just added one to eight. <laughs> Weeks don't sure. work like that. Uh, mm. <laughs> my brain's not a little fried at the moment from uh, <laughs> tiredness and uh, work. But there we go. With the exceptions of three episodes the first two episodes of which we're going to talk about right now great pretender act four underscore one and act four underscore two it's wizard of the far east Hmm. as we wheel ourselves all the way back to the start of the story as edamura has quit the team again and he's got a job working for the scarlet trading company but uh uh-oh Turns out this Scarlet Trading Company, they're actually a subsidiary of the Suzaku Group, which was the company his dad was working for when he got thrown into prison for human trafficking. It's not a Scarlet Trading Company, it's a black company. Yes. Up to shady shit. Mostly human trafficking is the problem, obviously. Mostly human trafficking. Mm. Uh, But, turns out that this is once again a Laurel setup. And, uh, hmm. yeah, because they've got a I, I did like that, because, like, a lot of the background stuff of him just getting on the plane, it's like, oh, Lauren, I, I think I've had a good run. He's like, oh, no, you, you, you do what you feel is right, man. You, you'll, you'll do the right thing. I know you will. And But when I saw those posters of him going down on the escalator, I was like, that's too specific a design. <laughs> that, yes. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he can't see the background design of his own show. So Yes. Yeah. So they've... They they brought Clark from case number two into mm. it. He's now working with them. Uh, he's no longer working with his brother, and they're gonna. They basically the 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 scam in these two episodes is they're gonna pretend that Abby is a princess and offer their services in kidnapping her in order to get money off of the Suzaku group. Yeah, to scam the the human traffickers with uh, a really good prize, a actual Saudi Arabian prince, pr- sorry, princess. Um, and obviously they're using your man's clout because he's a known quantity as an actual fucking prince. So we just have to have to have him pretend that he has a sister who is kidnappable, basically. Yes. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, and Cynthia's the one playing... It's Cynthia and C one, isn't it? Other ones playing as the as the kidnappers, mm. and she's pretending to be English this time. Um, I mean, like she's pretending to not know Japanese. Basically, yes. is the is the idea. Uh, so yeah, they manage all that, but of course, all the way through this, guilt is gnawing away Edamura, and so the plan goes south because they get the million they. The the boss is this woman called Akemi. Ishigami mm. is like Edamura's direct boss. Uh, and he's hoping that when Akemi Suzaku steps down, he'll get to be her replacement. But now she seems more interested in Edamura. Mm. 
Yeah, he's like, he's out drinking with him. It's like, took her two years to learn my name, man. What the fuck? And I'm next in line. And she's uh, calling for you specifically in jobs, so, hmm. So, yeah, the plan, so, yeah, Kevin offers them a hundred million yen, but Cynthia manages to wheedle a billion yen out of them. And mm. then the plan is, Edamura will get the key off Ishimura, or a copy of the key off Ishimura. Uh, I like Ishigami, the old razor fist, like whatever you can press a key into just to recut it. And they don't need to explain that they can have the old man wander up to his yes. thing and drop him the keys. It's like, yeah, you know how this goes. This is old. Uh, and then they'll break Abby out. But yeah, Edinburgh's guilt has worn away at him and he's going to release, he wants to rescue the 10 children who are also being held there. But the problem is the children, they don't want to go. Well, it's not so much they want to, don't want to go because Edinburgh picked yeah. up some of these. Uh, I think he picked up three or five of them himself when they were picking up kids in Vietnam. somewhere in Africa, I think it was. They yeah. were in Vietnam. Um, Vietnam was Vietnam, where they you're right. It was Hanoi or something like that. Yeah. Um, they, they've like, as the kid, one of the kids says like, we've been sold by our parents. It's like, where are we going to go? What's your plan? Kind of thing. Like not to be shitty and cynical, but they're like, yeah, they're, they're right. They don't have any place to escape to. Yeah. So, yeah. And so for them. Abby has to return to her room because the security guard has returned. Um, mm-hmm. And he'd spotted that she was missing. And, and then it, he, they drive him slightly insane by all of the... He goes, come and look at this, look at... Oh, no, she's... Don't worry. Okay, yeah, nothing. Um, so, yeah, that's where it's left. Uh, so I guess we're going to get into uh, the Suzaku group as being the target mm-hmm. and also the past... And somehow uh, Lawrence past, I assume, will also be tied into all of this. Yeah, because it's been kind of focusing on him, and he had a little bit with his, I assume, prior paramour um, on some looking yes. at the Aurora Borealis. Or Dorothy, something. yes, that was the, yep. the name mentioned in the previous mm. at the end of the previous arc with this ring that he's got. Um, like I liked a lot of the the normalization um, in this, like the. Edmore's boss kind of going, it's like, hey, you can stay here in this private room because you're a princess and it's got a TV and a games console. It's got a fucking Wii, um, which is great. Like that it's an older one. And he's like, but don't don't break anything. This is this is my stuff. <laughs> he comes in here to keep on his break kind of thing. I was like the normalization or just the banality of human trafficking, I think was was kind of interesting. Um, and it's kind of fun that Lauren had, had him pegged. He's like, if I put all these little breadcrumbs to join this specific group, he can do it without um, knowing that we've set him up to join the group. Therefore, he's legitimately part of this um, organization. Whereas if we kind of set him up to be it, it might be too obvious. Um, but he figured out he could he could play him that way. But he couldn't. They're like, dude, you know, if he's going to human traffic a bunch of kids, he's going to want to free them, right? <laughs> you, you hadn't figured out the, the empathy part of him. You, you just figured out the... Well, get him into the let's, let's wait and see. <laughs> wait and see. Yeah, but so far, he, he seems to be kind of annoyed about the whole thing. He's like, oh, the plan's going wrong, and he's just texting them in the car. He's he's very laid back about this whole situation, which does make me think that, yeah, he actually does want to take it down entirely. So, uh, um, the, the Gachapon figure this week is, or this arc, is Miyamoto yes. Musashi as... And someone points out, do you know that Musashi killed his father? And you're like, oh, that's some foreshadowing that's going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because we get a little bit of him reminiscing. When the kids say they haven't got a parent to go back to, uh, then he starts 
reminiscing about his dad carrying him on his shoulders when he was a kid. Hmm. And like the positive memory associated with that, but obviously you know how the fuck that went down and how his life went to shit for it. And yep. basically put him in the situation in the first place, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was definitely picked up from uh, The Last Ark in this one. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Godzilla Singular Point, Episode 7, Omniarch. Are these titles like something I could put into like a one of those numbers things and it'll, it'll give me a result for a mathematical <laughs> equation? Is that what this is about? Well, it's the, 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 specifically the English titles. The Japanese titles have much more relevant titles to them okay <laughs> uh so the japanese title is translates as the question mark of time okay yeah no that's yeah. directly related so okay uh god a lot of stuff happens in this episode again uh but yep. my favorite bit of the episode is the fact that it it counteracts what might be a very dry scientific discussion over a mobile phone with mm. other characters in the background hammering a giant monster's horn into a spear <laughs> yeah fucking um like half of them are playing like theoretical mathematics and how you could potentially have already solved an equation because you can figure out how to build a computer you could have already built that computer in the yes. future and send that information back to you in t- back in time and the other lads are just trying to monster hunter in the background it's very funny yeah it's like a computer which is going to build itself uh um, yes yeah yeah uh, you've come up with the idea of the computer that builds itself therefore it has built itself yes that kind of thing uh, is that in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well? I can't remember. God, it, it feels like something, something like that. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get to that, though, we've got these couple of manders that have reached Tokyo, as has the monster which is following it. Who could this monster possibly be? Uh, as his well, theme tune plays. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I do like the fact that the the red dust or is, is obscuring him mostly kind of thing it's it's just like yeah, yeah we're, we're still going to get a few reveals on the guy we got a little bit of a head reveal here, yeah so. uh, and he, well because it evolves from an aquatic form to an amphibious yes. form as it hits land uh, yeah, uh, yeah and that's what seems to produce this extra it's like too much red dust it's like more red dust than the mass of the actual monsters yeah carry. Mm-hmm. uh we've got may and lee are going to london to meet bb Mm. Uh, who I assume was also going to have to go there unless this Shiva facility is not in India because I'm pretty sure they've said it's in India multiple times so he must be heading there as well yeah uh, but obviously their plane's waylaid and um, it's not Madrid or something is it? Or uh, I think it's Milan it's in Italy I think is where they get my mistake they, um, I think they get waylaid um, the airport looked familiar to me but I'm pretty sure I've never been to either of those airports <laughs> uh, maybe that's just airports but I, I like the way it was like oh they're, they're not, they're, both of them are not going to get where they want to go to continue the plot but they do continue the plot through conversations yes. and um, also figuring out math stuff cause... yeah so it's like the, what you see of the archetype is only the part of the archetype that's in our th- th- three dimensions there's more of it in the fourth dimension God, that, that quick fucking thing it was like, oh, you've mapped it in 4D. And I was just like, wait, you can't just fucking say that and not like that stay on that is, a little bit for me to look at it. They, that's the same thing they've got in one of his uh, Space Dandy stories as well, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it's in the two. Oh, is it the same? Like, uh, Tesseract, the same yeah. Set. I think it's like oh, the, same, the same set of molecules. The Tesseract, yeah, yeah. which goes in, inside and outside of itself. Because I could, I could see roughly, I, I was curious to see it more like the... Um, it's essentially like a three-dimensional, like poly- polygonal kind of uh, yeah. thing, 
um, but it's it's clearly like mapped on a two dimensional surface because obviously we can't understand a four dimensional object. <laughs> so that's the best you can fucking kind of do with it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, BB is still in Shiva uh, as the other creature uh, is trying to get out of the well. So they're going to, mm. first of all, they're going to try and shoot it, but BB asks permission. Uh, with a slightly with a smile on his face, he would like to use the orthogonal di- diagonalizer, please. He's just kind of like kicking up on the wall with his with his legs hanging down. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, all science stuff, science stuff, science stuff. Can I use the fucking cool name thing? <laughs> I'm really excited to do that. Um, and even our our guys who are they appear to have like fucking tank buster kind of fucking uh, rifles on them, but um. And they all have like I I did like all these guys have anime hairdos like these guys think they're the main characters that kind of way that was that was a fun yeah uh, and I, I did like that they're just all hanging they're they're hanging vertically down into the pit it was just like a mm. really weird visual of them being at the wrong the not the angle you expect them to be at uh, when you first and see again them. I feel like that's like one of the things of and and it just the just the metaphor of this pit and everything is the the thing of like this. The singular point, the like viewing things from a different angle, that it, it definitely feeds into like the uh, metaphorically into the scientifical plot. Yeah, because they, they say there's some they because they ask Professor Lee whether there's a singular point in London, and she yes. says there's something. It's not. It's something near close to being a singular point. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, we don't see that in this. But uh, yeah. Meanwhile, they're making a spear for Jet Jaguar using Angiris's spike. Uh, they've also redesigned Jet Jaguar so it could walk on two legs, and also it now has the AI inside of it. Mm, it seems to be bigger as well. I think the head's the same size. Yes, it is bigger now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and uh, the, the our old guy has to teach it some cool poses with yes. the spear. Because <laughs> you gotta, you got to pose cool. That's, that's necessary. Uh... Mm. The younger guy from the radio base goes back and discovers yes. that the music is coming from the Godzilla skeleton. Yeah, so the skeleton's hooked up to the uh, the the security alarm that they yes. switched off. Just switched it off at the wall, basically. And he's like, "Okay, it's just directly hooked up into it, and you can hear it now." That's weird. And then he gets tasered by our. Um, what was that guy claiming to be a He's reporter? A or freelance journalist. He said he was. Freelance yes. journalist. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, distracts he distracted him, him with a with a Rodan teddy. Yes, a Rodan, <laughs> a talking Rodan toy uh, distracted mm-hmm. him. Uh, what did they find out about the music as well? Uh, oh, it's oh, it's uh, it's eight bit overlaid twice in sixteen bit or something. Isn't oh, it? it's got a date hidden in it. It's it's got a date like that was like. God, it was like 37 minutes after you first discovered the signal. Yes. The date. Which I the assume was when the Rodan the showed up. Well. Yes. Yeah, 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 it was like a hexadecimal thing. You convert it to numbers, yeah. you flip it the other way around. It, it's a time and It's day. a date, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so wait, they sent this backwards from the future to just after we discovered it? Yeah, seemingly. It was like, but why would they date it? Because this is to signal the, uh, the Rodans. But obviously, Rodans don't understand units of measurement, right? Yeah, and this is the show about quantum physics we watched this week, which is more understandable. <laughs> yeah, like like a lot of it is like my own lack of understanding of quantum physics. But like for what it explains, it just mostly yes. 
there's things that the characters don't understand or know yet and they're kind of they're piecing it together and we're kind of seeing them um piece it together and understanding the pieces essentially um bb gets to use his orthogonal diagonalizer which is looks a lot like uh god what's it called in giant robo Oh, the ah, the Shizuma battery. Drive, Shizuma Drive. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's a nuclear fusion drive rather than fission, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he drops it in the red dust. It explodes and then blows it up, and that causes the red dust to crystalline and shoot out in wild uh, diagonal directions. Uh, mm, um, stabbing the fuck out of. Actually, they do name the monster this time. Yes, um, Salunga. Salunga. Um, it it's stabbed up, but apparently not fucking dead. It's just no. skewered onto the uh, the scaffolding that it's trying to climb up, and uh, even he gets a little nick at his face for his efforts. But he's delighted by the results, obviously. Uh, and yeah, the final thing is they're planning to send Jet Jaguar out to fight Godzilla. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that'll go super well, uh, but I am excited to see it, so that should be fine. Oh, man, this is so good. Again, so much happens. It happens so quickly. The side stuff, it explains enough stuff so you're not lost. And it mixes why, it up why isn't in the action. This boring? Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm shocked that two scientists stuck at an airport are, like, talking about how you would potentially send a thing through time and using the jello she has nearby to, like, skewer it. It's like, okay, it's like, if you bend the jello... And then kind of thing because it's it's passing through the same point twice mm-hmm. um, or the same material twice. Um, similar to how the light was, the light from the future was refracting as well as the light from now. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't quite understand it, but like the visualizations and everything and the way they're doing it and the, the robot constantly nattering in the background. I was just like, this is very entertaining. Mm. Right, then we've dipped into the first episode, because um, there was two on the 15th of August, yep. of Fina, Pirate Princess, their second show about human trafficking. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> this one, I believe, is it set in the 18th century? Yes, uh, that's where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fina Haltman is our heroine, and uh, she washed ashore... Uh, she's got memories of being rescued uh, when the, her family's ship were attacked by a boy called Yuki Maru. Mm. Uh, and she's about to have her virginity and marriage auctioned off by mm. the brothel where she's been captured, presumably, for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, it's been 10 years to the day that she's washed up on the beach, basically. Yeah, um, uh, she, has, she has many escape plans, she, all of which are, are very poorly thought out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and but that's fine. She she might be going to a do. She thinks she thinks she's got her final escape plan is thrown into disarray when the man who she's being sold to has spent so much money. She he's been put in the third floor room, not the second floor room. And so Which would, be, would have been yes. easier to tie a bunch of um, sheets together and climb out the window. Yes, up to a board. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry because she is saved by. Uh, a bunch of servants from my family. It's like two old guys. Oh, yes. thank goodness. Two random old men are here. Um, and the, I did love the shots of them. It's like, oh, 
thing and other guy and like the just the shot of them being younger and this is yes. like the ravages of fucking 10 years <laughs> i was gonna say yeah that they've had a hard 10 years presumably trying to track her down i assume yeah yeah uh otto and salman are those uh, those guys tall and thin short and fat uh perfect good i mean that's the best thing about this show is the character designs and the character animation like I was worried about the plot of her being sold into essentially like sexual slavery, even though she is going to be married technically. I mean, it's not like she has a fucking choice. And then later, there's a threat of rape, like implied but not said. And I was like, eh. but like it, it keeps the humor up and character design is very. They're very. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a cartoon, but they're very cartoony. They have very cartoonish reactions. When she, the beautiful, impossibly beautiful princess, later on has a big fucking comedy lump coming out of her head. I was just like, yeah, that's the kind of show this is. Don't worry about it. It is, yeah. Um, Yeah, they run to the boat until they realise, oh, no, the boat's in that direction. We're going entirely the wrong direction in this town. Uh, Which means the ninjas who are also here (laughs) have to help them out silently in the background. I did notice, like, in it, it kind of shows like a city skyline of of this town, and um, uh, it kind of like fades away to like a different scene. But while, when it fades, you can see two motherfuckers running across yes. the roof. I was just like, oh, that's nice. I I, I like that. We're just like, hey, what was the deal with that? It's like, oh yeah, it's just a bunch of ninjas helping them out. Don't worry about it. We'll get to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of ninjas. Uh, a couple of them are twins, apparently. I assume we see them all in the opening credits outside yeah, of their yeah. masks, but in their masks, it's harder to tell them apart. Uh, until she, yeah, she's rescued by the from the uh, uh, threatening rapists by mm. one who she recognizes as Yuki Maru, the boy who rescued her ten years ago. And then he knocks her on the head out, and then we get a flashback, and apparently this is what he used to do to her when they were children as well. Mm-mm. Some things don't change. Yes, so uh, that will just further make sure she recognizes him. Uh, I assume in the next episode. This was a pleasant surprise, and I'm like, well, I guess if adults would want to make more anime, it does seem like they're possibly giving them enough time to make the anime. Yeah, that's that's kind of what's important. Um, I think I'm going to keep watching this. This was fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah, um, thoroughly enjoyed this. I, and again, it was kind of the thing. It was like, ah, this is a bit like, like, but that the part that there is like, that's a bit fucked up. They're not making fun of. They're going like, yeah, we're we're not going to do that though. Don't worry about it. Like every time you think one of those comedic comedic um, ex servants, old men are going to get their asses absolutely fucking murdered, they're fine. They're perfectly fine. <laughs> like, oh, thank goodness. I like those old guys. Uh, the thing that bizarrely reminded me of, I think it's because of the character design, is. Mm. Uh, if disenchantment wasn't obsessed with still filling itself with gags constantly. Yeah. Yeah, you could just have, like, the comedy of the situations kind of... Yes. Um, just have the plot, yeah. have the comedy situations, and just don't try and write it like The Simpsons or Futurama. Yeah, um, I think they've done a good job of, like, characterization as well. Like, clearly, like, the two old guys, like, one was the... I don't know, like, one seemed to be the gardener, even though he claims to be, like, the world's greatest spearman. Um, and th- they seem to be like high up guys, but they had clearly both of them have no sense of direction where she immediately knows where East is. Yes. No matter where she is, it's like, ah, oh, that's going to help be helpful for piracy and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I think those, yeah. their nicknames are Salmon the Onslaught and Otto the Blitz. And st- in their heads, they're still those men. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, and him just barely trying to run. She's like, dude, you need to stop. It's like always moving forward. That's the way to go. It's it's like you look like you're going to have a heart attack. Um, just really fun characters and really wacky shenanigans, basically, um, which I'm all down for. Yeah, so I might. Yeah, I'm. I probably try. Might catch up next week. We'll get, get caught yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so then we've got uh, Sunny Boy episode six, Long Goodbye. Oof. Uh, Brian, what the fuck happened? Um... Well, for, to start with, <laughs> God shows up right at the start. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you believe it? God is Doctor Strangelove from the film Doctor Strangelove. Yeah. Um, also, turns out by the later of the episode, God is also. The school principal, but that's just a coincidence. This, that's says the sort wolf. of says that, yeah. They also discover another student who has been here, who's also drifted. He's from he enrolled as they were graduating. He's also so, a third year like them, but, but he enrolled when they graduated. Yes, so he's from the their. So he's future. like two years, two years in their future, but he's been stuck there for five thousand years. That's right. And also, he's a wolf now? He's also a wolf now. Also, towards the end of the episode, we see two more students. One who's got a foot on his head, and the other one who appears to be part man, part umbrella. Yeah, I thought he was just wearing a sock as a, um, as a, like a wizard's hat. But it's entirely possible, based off one guy being a wolf and the other guy being an umbrella, that, yeah, that's the case. Uh, Some some weird shit going on. Yes, um, so they've essentially found a world which is like a cinema... And it's got loads of footage of both them and other things. And Rajani's figured out a device where he can edit stuff together. Um, like it's specifically, it's but, all from our, our our main guy's point of view. It is all from his point of view, and he can only do the edits and stuff when Nagara's there watching it. That's where I was talking about quantum physics. I assume it's yes. like the observer effect. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's all from his point of view, but it doesn't happen unless he's looking at it. Yeah, or yeah, him so looking at it be... makes things behave in a different way. So exactly. it's not like he's yeah. creating these worlds, but when he looks at these worlds, the worlds behave in a different way. It, it's almost like the whatever rules or physics are in them aren't on while he's not there or interacting yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Hoshi has built an arc and is waiting for a power mm. supply that will just arrive. They don't have to look for it. This is because Ace and Shanghai and a bunch of the other kids, it's quite clear like long time has passed because like most of... I think the... they say like three months or yes, something. Yes, most they? of the yeah. kids who were with the teacher last episode are either with Ace's group who've split away from her and are desperately mm. looking for this power supply to protect themselves from... Asakaze, uh, and or they've gone back to Hoshi because there's a lot yeah. more people with Hoshi and uh, Pony and Cap now. Uh, like they mentioned that this this should be um, not not their is it their it would be their graduation from third year or something like that. Um, yeah, they're in middle school and they graduate. The the so there's there's footage they should for, be graduating yes. soon if they manage to get back now. So there's, Assuming they don't have to catch up on the schoolwork. Yeah, there's yeah. footage in the cinema world that's yes. covered in mildew and is the wrong size for the projector. It's but the when, wrong format, yeah. But when yeah. Nagara looks at it, they can suddenly use it on the projector, mm. which mm. is footage of their graduation. So they can't go... They can't they can't edit anything from the past, but they can edit anything. And they can't rewind the film as they yes. thought. It was like, if we can just rewind the film, then we can edit. It's like, no, no. It, yeah. Based off the rules of this world, you can't rewind it. You have to. So 
Hoshi's yeah. building an ark because Hoshi is expecting a great disaster. Hoshi's like, oh, we we can't return to the world, but I can protect everybody by building this ark. Yeah. Uh, mm. And they're like, should we take them back? Well, yes, we should take them. We, we're going to save everybody. Uh, God, when... He seems he seems so like um, helpful in this. It's like, no, I'm just trying to make sure we fucking survive the situation. And I was like, oh, maybe he's not so bad. But then at one point he turns to someone and he has the fucking the principal's voice. And I was like, yes. hang on, fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nozomi convinces them to go along with Nagara. And, uh, we're not going to know how his plan, but Nagara's abilities and mm. their plan. Uh, so they're going to load everyone in the arc. They're going to edit this film. They're going to get the uh, the graduation, and we're going to we're going to put ourselves into the graduation. Doing this, so if we edit ourselves yeah. into the graduation, which should be happening soon. Then we'll have edited. We can't change the past because we can't rewind the film, but you can change the future. Yes. So this this is their graduation, which is, should be a couple of weeks from now or whatever. Um, so we can edit ourselves into the future, and then we'll be fine, right? That'll work. Yeah, and that our new dog boyfriend says there's like they've got like a, a, a they're still within the window of being able to get back to their world, which we later learn is mm. like eight months. So I assume that's like a school year, uh, yeah, or yeah. A, a year from the point at which everyone's drifting mm. <laughs> until the graduation, and so you can't get back after graduation. Um, I assume that's what's happened uh, to them. Mm. Uh, so Asakaze and the others attack during this, but they because they've got the arc, they survive it. They get to the graduation, but they just find themselves already there at the graduation. Like there's already a version of the graduation happening as if they never drifted, which yeah. seems to be the case. Yes. Oh, there's a point of the thing we did I haven't mentioned from right near yeah. the start is that Gold wants to know why Hoshi bothered showing up at school because God had already told Hoshi this was going to happen. And he says, like, again, this is his reason for building the Ark is he's doing it for, to help everyone else. Yeah. Is what he's saying at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, 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 we get a few more details. We find out, like, the Nagara's problem is that his mum seems to be depressed and... Isn't mm. leaving the house at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also discover that the zombie's dead. Yeah. Um, at the graduation, a lot of, of the girls, her friends, I assume, are, are kind of crying. It's like, oh, man, if only she could have been with us. And she's like, wait, so if I'm dead in like the real world, what's this light I keep fucking seeing? Which is kind of like... That is the thing, yes. Because the light was getting closer and closer with something to do. So I was like, is it the light of the project? And also, Nagara runs into God, who's in two places at once. He's both the principal conducting the graduation, but he's also in the toilets having a conversation with uh, Mm. the the world Nagara. And he's talking about how he's not creating the worlds, you're just observing them. Uh, And, but... Some stuff doesn't still quite light up. <laughs> so... Yeah, like the principal, I think, gives them the fairly clean explanation of you're not yourselves drifted from the world. You're a copy of yourselves. Yes, essentially, that's what he from says. The world. Yeah, but also he says this is he's. But there's also the question of whether what they're seeing is actually real or it's just the thing Nagara's observing because he found a yes. footage of it in the cinema. Mm, mm, mm. Um from some dialogue in there. Also, when they were being attacked by Asakaze, and I can't remember the teacher's name, because they meant, uh, there's a great bit where they all step out of the arc and, like, 
walk that on a 90 of the degree Earth, angle. Like it's, 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 it's a temple, but then when it gets thrown away by your man's telekinesis, um, it's like a, a black box, yes. uh, obsidian black box that's getting thrown between dimensions. So from inside it, they just see like wild <laughs> fucking flashing images. It's really fucking cool looking. Yeah, but and then stepping out of the arc, it's like you go like whoop, and you're yeah. all like standing on the like ninety the, degrees. The wall. For, yeah, uh, mm. and the dog. They mentioned oh, it's the teacher, and the the, te- the dog's like, uh, no, only the school and students get to drift, not any staff members. And yeah, you only see, only third yeah. year students drift. Basically. Yeah, and you see the, her coat blow in the wind, and you see that she's got a school dress, school skirt underneath. And he's like, okay, what's going on there? Um, is this somebody's power to look like her? Is it an earlier version of when she was a student at school and drifted? Yeah, exactly. Did she go to the school? Did she go to the school that she later ended up teaching at? But some version of her ended up drifting, so she can pretend to be herself as yeah. as a teacher rather than a student or something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. I watched this three times, and I'm not really any the yeah. wiser. The only no. thought I did have, particularly because I hadn't realised they were middle school students until this point, is like, and also like the idea that they had, they quote unquote had powers before they drifted, yeah. is like, mm. is it a Tunibio story? Are these are our characters their middle school delusions that they've cast aside on graduation? Yeah, like a, like a part of yourself you've um you you need to step away from to grow that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is why not all of them have powers, because not all of them will step away from who they yes. were. Or maybe they've already cast aside... Yes, or they the never had crazy delusions that their cats could bring them things. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I don't know whether that is a thing or not. It just suddenly dawned on me once they were talking about middle school and graduation. I was like, yeah, is it's that... It's definitely something to do with like and... like young person's milestones yes. and, and growth. And he yeah. was also like introducing the guy who's now a dog. I was like, okay, that that seems much more like an anim- a much more anime uh, comedy delusion of like, oh, I'm really a dog, I'm a werewolf. That's what you think mm. when you're 13 years old. Am I a werewolf? Uh, I do like his thing. I'm still the same. Even though I'm a dog, I'm still the same person. And then Mizuho's using that remote control animal feed <laughs> and he keeps on interrupting his speech. Like yeah, he like oh yeah, I'm a I'm a person. I'm still a fully developed person, but he will start drooling if you start waving a ball yes. in front of him. <laughs> very much so, a dog. Yeah, as always, it's still very funny throughout all the dramatic stuff <laughs> and depressing stuff that happens in it. Um, oh, and it's um oh god, I've forgotten his name again. The guy with that super deep voice is in everything because he's got a great voice. It um, is. Uh, he's not on the Wikipedia cast list yet, so yeah, I can't think of it. Um. But yeah, a good choice if you're going to have someone be like a a really weird fucking giant wolf. Um, then good choice of voice. Um, uh, Kenjiro Suda, um, is your fella doing? The I voice. think one of my my favorite jokes. There's a lot of funny funny bits in this, but they have um, uh, your man's one of his theoretical inventions that he's made that that look different from the rest of the animation, <laughs> and it's like a giant slab of meat with like a button for press it for emergencies. To alert everyone, there's an emergency, and um, your your one keeps pressing it every time something wild and crazy happens, and all it does is like your man's phone goes off. It's like yeah, there's an emergency, but he's in the cinema watching it happen, so it's like yeah, yeah, I know there's an emergency. There's nothing I can do about it, but you keep slamming it like it's gonna do something. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh oh yeah, he was um, 
He was Nino in Akka as well. Yes. And right, yeah. Atomic Samurai in One Punch Man. And Ferdinand in Space Dandy. I can't remember who that character was. If he's a giant wolf, um, we might have some other connection. <laughs> uh, he's an alien ghost from Planet Limbo. Okay. In ep- uh, Season 2, Episode 8. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, like I said, this is this is the other quantum physics show, but it's harder to understand than the uh, the much harder science fiction one. Godzilla is closer to hard science fiction, yeah, for sure. It's it's more real in terms of its science, I guess, for lack of a better term, real. Um, yeah. It's it's using real theoretical science at, at the very least. Yeah, whereas um, this just seems to be hinting at it, and it's never going to... Yeah, have a character because I guess the middle schoolers, so they would never. I mean, I barely understand. I was just like, oh, I've heard of uh, the observer effect. I don't understand it, but I've heard of it. And whenever they're just talking about the observation stuff in this and the time stuff, mm. and particularly it's like, oh, when you introduce a character who's further down the time stream but has been here longer, um, and what wild shit that does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also brings to questions like where are all the other students <laughs> that have drifted here? So far, we've only seen three, possibly four. Um, mm. Met one, possibly two. Um, and also, if only students can drift, why is the principal here? Why is he Doctor Strange? Love um, lots of questions, the, yeah. no fucking answers. <laughs> well, just entropy. That might be the answer in the end. Um, mm. But entropy doesn't really work like that. That's at least what I remember from my G- my A level understanding of entropy. Is like yes, all the oxygen in the world could suddenly decide it was going to move <laughs> to one <laughs> to a one position on the planet, but mm. that is so unlikely that it is effectively impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in this it does seem to because they talk about chance like there's a random factor involved as well they yes. think but um, maybe this is a world where such things can happen because a god exists but again this god seems uh, there's a degree of kindness to him there, compared an, to you'd nearly call it benevolence but yeah not quite because he's definitely talking about random chance and yeah, other it does things. still seem like an experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, he does seem to, if the through the messages giving Hoshi, does seem to be protecting them some degree to this, or trying to steer them towards yes. a solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wonder whether this, the thing is going to be that they need to stop trying to get back to their world and change the world they're currently in. Yeah. Um, mm. Instead, uh, but I suspect. Come episode seven, it's gonna, probably going to flip things on its head again because we we got those two characters introduced at the end of this episode, which we know nothing about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I wonder if it's going to like become a lot broader in its scope. Um, I also wonder if it's worth keeping track of all the background characters and what sides they're taking as the God, show yeah, goes along. Yeah, because there were so many shots of like just random people who I don't fucking know in the classroom, like smiling, going like, yeah, we can do it. We're going to survive in this arc. And I was like, I don't know any of you fuckers. Do I need to fucking know your names? <laughs> I might do. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's bad because the, the guys who were trying to avoid everybody because nobody noticed them, I, mm. I've i already forgotten what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep track of them. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we still don't know maybe what that's Cap's why you start wildly is. evolving into an yeah. Umbrella Man or a dog or something, just so you fucking stand out a bit. I don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, I like the bit where they edit the monkeys into reality again. <laughs> into and, the footage, And that yeah. one or, cat is mad again. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep on copying the dog. It's very funny as well. Making the same kind of like oh, sound effect, yeah. Um, good stuff. Then we got Isushima episode eight. No quantum physics here. This is much more understandable. Uh, as we learn that Zun is the ruler of the house. She's the big mama, you might say. Yes. Please don't interrupt her when she's taking a shit. <laughs> that was very fucking funny. Like everyone's having a big fight, and it's like I'm fucking concentrating over there, and it was like, oh, sorry, fucking sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then the second half is explanation of how easy it is to get cats to be house trained mm. except of course uh, the one cat who is just useless at being a cat mm. and it's apparently uh, the old man has been taken almost five years trying to teach it to be <laughs> use the litter tray try to teach it to do its cat's natural inclination of wanting to bury its shit um, yeah Oh, well, some yeah. cats are just dumb as fuck, and we also like those cats. So it is, fine. but I, I like the way that it's presented, like, very educational, that segment at the start, yeah. and then, like, the slow reveal that the character you're using as an example is uh, a very poor example. He just curls up and asks if it will, if they want to rub his belly in the litter tray. like, rolling around in <laughs> yeah. the litter tray. It's like, mm, no. No. <laughs> Uh, then we've got Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, episode 45, The Ori Halcom Warrior, uh, in which our evil wizard has decided, I need to get back in the good books with Vern, I'm going to go and find Die and kill him before anyone else gets a chance to, mm. by taking a load of off-model imps with me. Uh, this this was not looking as good as it's looked for the, the past few weeks. Uh, it's got to save it up for them chess pieces, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the composition reminded me a bit... I don't know whether you had them as a kid. I don't know whether they, when they went passe. But when you got like the letra set uh, things where you'd get like a whole load of characters from a cartoon show or a movie and you could put them in a scene, you'd like rub on with pencil and it would put a transfer on. Oh, no, I do remember those. Those were still around, yeah. 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 There's a few shots where it looks like they've done that because it's like it looks like they've taken a model, a, a drawing, and then shrunk it right, right down to put it in the background. Put in multiple of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so he shows up with those, and uh, don't they don't fare very well against a crocodile and a bird. Hmm. Uh, he's like, have you? Well, forgot? both of them can shoot beams, so you're kind of fucked. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chiu is originally he's gonna use his nose to try and sniff out dye, but it's too cold. Uh, so Pop goes uh looking for him. Oh, they go swimming originally, yeah, and when they come back up, Chiu is fishing because he's asked a mano war, which is a type of slime jellyfish. Who was to... initially laughing at him, he's just like he's gonna cut a deal with a monster. That's how Chiu fucking yes. goes. Uh, and brings back Dai's headband, but can't find Dai anywhere. So that's when they conclude that, oh, he must be inside an iceberg. Mm. But which one? Well, luckily Dai's got just enough energy to sh- shoot up the uh, the uh, dragon symbol into the sky. It's also luckily Pop would scream uh, Dai's name in frustration 
in the middle of an iceberg field. Yes. And it's just like, that sounds like pop. I better shoot my, my dragon um, dragon mark into yeah. the sky. So, and make it like a bat symbol as well, which is just... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Pop goes to belt the iceberg, Crocodile fights the monsters, mm. Chew swims very slowly after getting poisoned because he hadn't caught the fish he'd promised the, uh, uh, <laughs> the jellyfish. Promising what he don't have, yeah. Uh, yeah he's going to paddle over with Dai's crown and um, help Pop by headbutting the last bit of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, oh no, there's there's too many of them. What are they going to do? Well, good news is Hadlar's been looking at this and he's like, ooh, can't be having this. There's a boar, isn't it? That's the, the wizard's name. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he sends him, one of his Ori Halcom warriors, the pawn, mm. uh, to save Dai because he wants a fair fight. <laughs> he doesn't want to be cowardly. It kind of like arrives out of the air like a giant pawn just being dropped from fucking heaven and then transforms into a buff dude because that's how it goes. But uh, he reveals like his nature as, and that's going to be the thing, I guess. Uh, and either Crocodile or Pop seem to know how to play chess. So I'm guessing that's going to come in handy. Yeah. Um, where he's very direct and like is very for like about things. He doesn't do things sideways. Like, oh no, if we're going to beat you, we're going to beat you on our fucking terms. Um, I'm just going to arrest this wizard and fucking take him back. Like, I'm not really going to do anything else. Yeah, so they're like, well, that was weird, but we're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. We'll get back and heal off. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then we get Monster Soap Opera as we're introduced to... As, well, as Zabor's putting a, in a prison where he can't escape, he's got to cool off for a bit, think about what he's done. <laughs> and then uh, Hadlar comes to introduce his team... It's funny how much they kind of like the, these freaking monsters. They get like step on each other's toes and shit. It's like, oh, I can't be having him getting the credit for killing die. It's like, just kill die. Like, just let each other kill die. <laughs> Gotta do it right. He's a superior being now. He doesn't do it. He won't do it underhandedly. Oh, sure. He get got rid of his pride. My whole he did. Well, uh, okay. uh, yeah. Verna's promised him once they conquer the world, he could have the surface world. Mm. Um, and so we introduced to each of the Ori Halcom warriors. I didn't write their names down, but obviously there's one for each chess piece. Yeah. Block, I think, is the Rook. Uh, mm. He's got the least inspired name. Mm. Also, he's the big heavy one because it's a Rook. That's kind of what you expect. Yeah, the Bishop's got like swords for hands. Mm. Um, it kind of looks a bit more Mist Verney because and it because it comes from the angles. So I'm guessing it's going to be a bit tricky. Yeah. Uh, and Hadlar's the king. Hmm. So I guess they're going to be protecting Hadlar. Or, I don't know. Uh, he mentions that oh, they're immune to magic and immune to attacks, but that sword, if it's yeah. wielded by its he, owner... He asked that, it's like, you there, small rat, is that your sword? And he's just, you know, he's trying to drag a sword that's like fucking three times the weight of himself. He's like, no, this isn't mine. It's like, okay, cool. I mean, like, that could potentially do something to us, Maybe. So next mm. week, our heroes are going to have to train up, specifically Pop, who's going to have to learn uh, a very dangerous spell. Isn't that always the way, though? Yeah, I've got to say. As long as, as, long as somebody knows um, the uh, Zing and uh, Kazing, it'll be fine. Just, just mm. keep, the, keep the healer safe. Uh, there was also a line where they, should, they were like, they should have brought Merle, and they were like, oh, but she, she's not... Uh, Pop makes an excuse for not bringing her, and I assume that's gonna she's gonna do something 
towards the end where it'll be like, oh, you probably should have mm. accounted for Mills' abilities. Because if they brought her, she could figure out where Dai is. Yeah, straight away. Prediction powers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and I, see, I guess I'll have to fix that sword as well because he's already put a dint in it. Is your man going to give him a bollocking for that? Because I would. Uh, I think that'd be fair. Well, I, I, I think it, I think it's fine once he explains that the other guy got an Ori Halcom sword hidden in his arm, mm-hmm. which uh, you're not expecting. Uh, yeah, despite the animation dropping, I I enjoyed it. I liked him. I like we've got this. I I still feel like Hadler's going to be a tragic end. That I that the the birds playing him still. Oh yeah, I assume like Vern's given him the the surface world and then be the dark dark lord again because it's like yeah, I'm destroying the world, idiot. That's part of my plan. So the surface world goes with it, you know, something like that, probably. Something, yeah. I mean, there's less and less. Well, until they introduce all these Orihalco warriors, there's less and less villains on the villain's <laughs> side at the moment. But uh, uh, yeah, goodness knows how much story. I know there's like another character to be introduced yet, but uh, oh, okay. on, on the good guy side. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Crocodile still doesn't get any opening credits, does he? On the li- the list no, of heroes, fucking, fucking bullshit. L- Leona's got a new outfit on there. Yeah, and, uh, mm, don't like that. Anyway, welcome to Demon School in Rubicon, episode 19, where all monsters men are created equal, um, except the ones you take home to cook. Uh, Clara's house. And that one buff lizard. <laughs> He's alright, we don't have to eat that guy. Okay? Uh, as, yes, as suggested last episode, they're going to hang out, hide out from the press in Clara's house. Hmm. Uh, Alice is shocked to discover that Clara actually lives in a house. <laughs> I think it's a weird looking house but it is a house to be fair do. I think you, there's definitely an argument you could make that it is a cave inside a forest it's a very well decorated cave I, yes. I, I especially like the mattress room that's just all floor is the mattress for sleeping on I was like that's a good look yeah Um, and yeah it's just them hanging out with Clara for an entire episode and the family what and more do you need and uh, we learn more about the environment around Clara's house. Hmm. And also that the mum seems already aware of the concept of friends before Eruba's introduced it into the world. Uh, and, yeah. And we, the important thing is the dad is an adventurer. That's why he's absent. Hmm. So I would my when once I was like oh she mum already knows about friends that's why she's happy that Clara's got some. Um, I mean, like maybe they have an understanding of it because they're the family all get on really well. Yeah, it does seem to be a little unusual for demons now that I'm thinking about all the yes. other students. Well, yes, hmm. mums are frightening though. Still for Alice, <laughs> do not underestimate the power of a mum. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I, that put me in, like, oh, does the dad go to the human world? Is he like an uncle traveling oh. back from yeah, Fraggle yeah, Rock? Yeah. Um, and that explained his long absence and never been seen. Also, the oldest son is also not here. <laughs> yeah, they have to use a picture of him yes. for any family um, op, photo op, I guess. And the way, they des- the way they describe him, Alice gets an imagined imagines that he's even worse than all the rest of them in terms of their energy whereas obviously we the viewer knows that he's the aberration in that 
he's low energy and perfectly mm. normal compared to everybody else. Yeah, because the other kids are like, oh, he's a real fucking weirdo. And I was like, well, if these weirdos think he's a weirdo, he must be the biggest weirdo of all. No, you, you get it backwards. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm wondering on that preview, the next episode with um, uh, Amory's dad kind of coming and he's like, he's like internal affairs or not ex- external affairs, I suppose. Um, will that reveal anything about the dad being explored? That might be interesting. Maybe, but I think he's just there to come and force Iruma to go on the date that you promised. Uh, Quite likely. it's. <laughs> I'm thinking of like high plot things where it's actually going to be bullshit shenanigans, which I'm actually more in favour of. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there is an ep- There might not be an F. I don't know if there is or isn't, because there's a chance that it was being delayed for the Paralympics this weekend. Ah, okay, okay. Um, I suppose we'll have to see, yeah. I think there's only 21 episodes in this season. It's a shorter Mm. season or something. Something like that. Uh, But yeah, a lot of it is spent with them shopping, which is just gathering (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Shopping? I think shopping's very generous to wandering around the woods and putting edible things in a basket. Um, Mm. Oh, there's the cute bit where the mum's getting out the... uh, Clara's baby photos to show Iruma. <laughs> Parents are the same even if they're demons, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And then Clara's like initially embarrassed, but when Aruba says she looks cute, then that just makes her blush instead. Um, mm. Yeah, they live in the Hubbub Forest, that's it, isn't it? And um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Halley and Goo, the 2001 anime. Don't think so. It reminded me a bit of both a mix of the real world and the world inside Goo's head in mm. that of just like the weird um cartoony versions of uh both real and imagined supernatural creatures. Yeah, there was some weird shit there, like the butterflies that kept uh, rainbow colour changing and yeah, lots of um odd looking things. Uh, and the peril at the end is with a, uh, was it the, it's like a shark. Oh, and, the, uh, the mam sends him for the most delicious ingredient. Yes. It's, it's, it is a shark it's with le- tentacles. Le- yes, and with other ingredients of a hot pot surrounding it. Its back legs are just a pig's legs, so it has trotters to throw in. Um, yeah, it's it's made of every delicious food, um, yeah. is basically the thing. <laughs> Yeah, and, but it's also like twenty foot tall, so you know. Yeah, and Alice uh, tries to deal with it. Uh, he's like thinking back on the argument he'd had with Sapnock in the previous episode of Sapnock, saying that he wasn't. Uh, it's like trying if, if hard enough. If, if your goal is to protect Aruma, then you you can't be protecting him by getting your ass killed. That's not going to protect him. Yeah. So he's he's kind of like has a bunch of self doubt about it, and also that's that's brought up again when the when the. Is there two sets of twins in Clara's family? I think there is. Yeah, there's the baby twins. There's the and next the, lot the of twins. Two boys. Yeah. Um, when the boys ask him, "What did you do in the in the fight in the in Walter Park?" and he's like, "What did I do?" and he's just kind of thinking, "I just ran the fuck away." It's like, is that something I can fucking talk about? But then he's like, "What's the best thing to do in the situation? It's actually to get all these kids out of danger of this horrible giant monster." And he's like, ah, that's that's not a great fucking look. But the the two boys are like, oh my god, he got us out of danger. We love this guy. He's great. So then, it's like, yeah, it was the right thing to do. And then Mum shows up and just knocks the monster out with one punch. <laughs> <laughs> Mothers are terrifying. So yeah, that fits his worldview. Yeah. 
And then they get home, and they're absolutely knackered. And so Clara sings them a lullaby, and Alice immediately, as soon as he puts his head on her knee, immediately falls asleep. He's like, how dare you do this to me? I'm not to be... Uh, uh, yeah, just immediately lulled to sleep. It's 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 fun bits. Yeah, it's... Uh... I think we get, like, three songs in this, which is pretty good. We get, like, two different songs about Welcome Home. Yes. And uh, Clara's we get song the, the shopping end. song. Yeah. And we get this lullaby. Um, so it's pretty good for for Clara family songs. <laughs> yeah, and it is the uh, the date with uh, Amory next mm. time. Uh, yeah, the Sukuba was them describing the the two boy twins describing the older brother. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah fucking great crack as usual. Um, I, I like the fact that this show can go from it's like, okay, here's the plot part of the show and I forget about that bullshit part and I'm like, I am just as fucking down for that as I am for the plot stuff. Hmm. Yeah, but it's all still driving towards the same uh, the same spot, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, the characters' developments. Um, hmm. Oh, and of course, they, they will have their, their crazy names for things as well. What's the chicken... Uh, muffle, uh, muffle, waffle, crackle, bang is fried chicken. Is fried chicken, which yeah. we discover just walks around this forest. <laughs> yeah, you can just pick up a fried piece of chicken meat off the ground. It's a thing. It's a very weird forest, and I can see why people don't come here because it's weird as shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it was a very cute episode because it, it's Clara. So there we go. I assume it will be cute in a different way. Probably cute misunderstandings with uh, Amory and Aruma and Amory's dad. Probably. I, I presume it'll be yeah. Her trying to avoid having a heart attack and her dad also trying to avoid having a heart attack in a different regard. Yep. 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 Righty ho. That is it for this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, not sure if Aruma can as a say, but that will at least give us time to watch two episodes of Fina Pirate Princess. Yeah, not so bad. Righty ho, thanks for joining us. If you've joined us, otherwise, join us again next week for more of the same. Goodbye. Bye.